Welcome to Living the Liminal Podcast. I am Christy Peck, spiritual teacher, intuitive, and author of Coming Home, A Love Story. Wouldn't it be something if you could have it all? An uncensored peace, a true joy, and an all-knowing that there is so much more to life than what our human body can see and do and experience. I invite you to join me here every week as my guests and myself have conversations around living consciously with courage, connection, and choosing to feel good even in the uncharted and unknown moments. I am so thrilled you are here and look forward to sharing this sacred space with you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Living the Liminal Show this week. I am so glad you're here with us. I have another just simply amazing experience and a guest to share with you today. And I'm so excited for you to meet her and to learn her story, but to learn from her, really like learn from her. Because I truly believe that those guests that I bring on are literally like God sent. They come in, they have stuff to tell us, they have wisdom, they have stories, they have experiences, and we can still learn from them. So today I wanna introduce you to Kimber Dean, She is the owner of the sweetest, charming little cafe in Columbia, Missouri called Nourish. I have been going to her cafe for, I think, four years now because, yeah, because my older son went to school here four years ago and he's graduating this year. So I have been like sneaking in her little shop on the way to pick my kids up, drop them off anytime I can. And I love it. And then I just started like following her on Instagram and was like, Oh, we have some stuff to talk about. I just got that guidance. You know how that works for me. So I want to share Kimber with you. So Kimber, thank you so much for being here today. This is so much. This is so fun that we're able to do this. Guys, those of you listening, we are like in my hotel room in Columbia doing this on the moment, like in the moment. So when we talk about the present moment, we are so in it right now. Oh yeah. Just kind of threw it together. Just threw it together and we're going with it. So Kimber, tell us a little bit about your story. Like what I wanted to say, what led you to nourish, but now I'm thinking, how did nourish find you? That's so true. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really grateful to have this opportunity to just chat. I love your energy. Um, well, my story, I think everybody's story starts with their why and their rock bottom for them. And everybody's rock bottom is a different level. And mine was really extreme. (laughs) Um, So my rock bottom was being a drug addict on and off for two and a half years. And I was in and out of having a home at the time. Definitely wasn't too long that I would be homeless, but I did have times of just trying to find places to sleep at night. (laughs) Um, So yeah, and my drugs of choice was cocaine towards the end, meth. Um, I smoked two packs of cigarettes a day and I drank a lot and then I would do the occasional opioid, Mm -hmm. but it was daily for me. Um, and that happened throughout culinary school and I, it's so random. So long story short, um, a friend of mine at the time had me watch the secret, Mm -hmm. which is about the law of attraction. Um, and so, yeah, again, long story short, I took a 30 day leave of absence from school and kind of was like, okay, I'll give this a try. And if I get clean, that's great. I'll mm-hmm. be able to get through this and like live a better life. But if I don't, whatever, I can just like party till I OD pretty much was like my mindset at yeah. that point. And, uh, so kind of like an all or nothing at that point. 
which yeah. is really our bathroom floor moments, right? Oh, our yeah. Surrender yeah. moments are like all or nothing. Yeah, yeah. So I did it. I took a 30 day leave of absence. I had a roommate at the time and um, it was my boyfriend at the time and he worked and I quit my job because it was on Hayden Clayton, which was one street down from Hayden Ashbury, you know, mm -hmm. the Grateful Dead. Uh, so it wasn't the best area to work in. And um, yeah, then I stayed home. And I gave him all of my debit cards and my phone and any way for me to communicate to people or purchase any sort of mm -hmm. narcotic. Yeah. And um, yeah, I got clean and that was a really big struggle. You know, I had bloody noses all the time. I had to sweat all the time. And um, yeah, the detox was really intense. I would never, I would never want to go through that again. Yeah. But I did on my own because at the time I had no health insurance. So it was just kind of like, well, can I do this? And Looking back now, I realize how strong that was, but for me- Absolutely, to detox without support. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. walking through the devil's land by yourself. Right, and it's not to say I just like quit smoking cigarettes altogether. You know, if we would get drinking weeks later, mm -hmm. I would have a cigarette or something. And then it wasn't until um, a year or two later, I did take a year off of drinking after I got a DUI. So it's not like I just- stopped everything all at once. I got clean off narcotics. Yeah. And then I realized drinking was a problem and took a year off of that. And then that's when the self-improvement years started for me of just a lot of therapy. Mm -hmm. um, I knew I wanted to be in control of substances, not substances in control of me. Okay. Um, I didn't want to go from narcotics to opioids. I wanted to have a much more holistic life. And I just knew there had to be a way. Something inside of me was like, I should be able to get out of this like hormonal imbalance that I felt from like, mm -hmm. you know, with cocaine, it's like a really, really high, high and then a really, really low, low. Yeah. And I just wanted to live a life where it was more steady with my hormones and my yeah. emotions and things. So, and my health overall, mentally, physically, emotionally. And that was my journey from there. So it's been, I got clean in October, 2007. So was that 14 years? Wow. This that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank on you. That. Yeah. So it's not that I, was sober forever. I do drink, but yeah. I have really strict boundaries now. I know when it's a problem, I usually only drink Fridays and Saturdays, you know, and I'm in a safe place and I drink the same thing. I don't get crazy. I don't go to bars. So you just have to have your limits and know what you want in life. And so yeah. when you were like detoxing and you said something inside of me, what do you think that was that you went from like attached to all of these things right that kind of got you through moments and days yeah to this this something inside of you that's now starting to guide you yeah I mean I was really strung out when I got clean I remember some of the worst days but then I just when I was getting clean I just thought if I get through this like there's something out there that's bigger than me there's yeah. something like happening there's a reason I'm going to get clean and and now I see it 100% with Nourish in my, I have a TV show, I have two cookbooks out, I write for different magazines. Um, I'm a mom of three girls and I love them so much. And I have a husband that I love and three dogs. And I mean, people call that doing it all, but it's just like taking it breath by breath. And I only do things that resonate with my vibrations. So yeah. And I have so, really strict boundaries. <laughs> so you have clear. So, so tell me what you mean by that. I only do things that resonate with my vibration because I think yeah. a lot of people don't know what that means. Yeah. I mean, just like a basic way to explain it is, uh, and everything I do, uh, yoga food, and then I have a nutrition, a personal nutrition diploma. Um, I'm not a nutritionist, but I have, I'm self-taught and self-research, but 
I resonate with food and yoga way more than nutrition. I love nutrition. It's cool, but, and I, I know a lot about nutrition, my business partner and I, and my employees, we love nutrition, but it's very, um, controversial right now. Yeah. And so that just doesn't, if I'm going to live a life that's like butterflies and rainbows, I'm going to do what resonates with me. And like, everybody loves food. That's why I dropped out of college and went to culinary school because I was just like, everybody resonates with food. You don't have to speak the same language. Right. Or if you're at a funeral, like food is comforting. People bring meal trains after a baby. People bring meal trains. Like food is, is life. It's essential. It's, it's a community. Yeah. We can find community with food. Right. And it whether it's so around a table or in a big open space or in a restaurant like yours, right. there's a community with food. Yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. And now like doing what we do, we have over 30 local vendors, uh, most of which are food. Some aren't it's, I like know all these families. And when I'm buying like 40 pounds of kale a week from a farmer, it's like, I'm feeding that family. So it's like, it just goes so much more beyond that. Yeah. And so I guess my, yeah, that whatever I felt inside, it's like fulfilling right now. And I just see it like manifesting every single day and people want to know people are, you know, I hate the saying waking up, but people are waking up to. No, they are. There's definitely shifts going on Yeah, and people are starting to pay attention to how do I feel? Do I feel good? Do I not feel good? If I have a pain, what do I, I wonder what that's coming from? Where yeah. did I get that? You know, and they're asking questions, which it always starts with questions. Yeah. And that curiosity piece. Right. And hitting your rock bottom will make you change really fast. <laughs> yeah. I, um, yeah no, I, I'm right there with you, girl. I'm right there with you. Cause hitting rock bottom makes you wake up really, really fast yeah. without even knowing what's going on and letting, I think that higher power or, or something bigger than us kind of take the lead mm-hmm. and guide us into, okay, where do you want me? Yeah. What do you want me doing? How do you want me to serve this entire world? If you put me here, what do you want it to look like? Oh, that's so funny that you say that. I don't share this story with very many people. So, um, when I was 19 living in San Francisco, uh-huh. going to culinary school, probably towards the worst part of my drug days. Um, I was working and I just decided to get a tattoo after work and I was raised Catholic and now mm-hmm. I have my own spiritual beliefs, which I'm not going to go into here, but, um, that would be I, a whole other conversation we could get to. Right. So then I got this tattoo at 19 and it's the one of the footprints in the sand. I don't oh, a lot of people yeah. know that. And I just remember thinking the only way I'm getting through these years is if something carries me. Yes. And then I got clean right before I turned 21. Awesome. isn't that wild and I just was like I'm gonna get this nobody cares I had burned every relationship in my life family friends all that so it was just like I get through this it's gonna be the universe or God whatever you want to call it just something yeah. will get me through and now yeah it's and that, those are things I don't really talk about with people but I remember those moments so vividly that it's like I remember thinking those thoughts and being like okay if I get through this is it it's so powerful well, and don't you think that's really what surrender is all about is getting mm-hmm. to that point where what have you, what do you have to lose? Right. And, and so if I have nothing to lose, but I have even the slightest molecule to gain, okay, let's try it. It's almost like a game in a way, like a fun game, even though it's very scary at times right. to get to that point where you just trust so wholeheartedly. And I love that. Like I'm being carried. Right. Because we are, we're carried all the time. Right. I mean, we're carried and nurtured all the time in everything we're doing. If we, if we see it that way. Well, we're carried with the energy we create. 
Absolutely. So like, if you're worrying all the time, you know, worrying is like praying for things you don't want to happen. And those, yeah. that's usually when I catch myself and I go, okay, it's time to just give into the universe. Cause if I die in this moment, I don't want to die worrying. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I'm just going to let that go. And Hopefully things work out for the best. And if they don't, this is obviously the worst feeling I'm going to feel with it. And I've already felt it. So I'm going to let that go. Well, and I read something the other day about um, the body being a prayer for life. And I mean, that kind of took me because it's sort of like everything we do is a prayer for life. Mm -hmm. So how are you praying? You know, are you praying for goodness and, 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 and aliveness and just, just an awe and a respect for everything that's in front of you and a part of you? Or are you praying for the exact opposite right. by, by just what you fuel yourself with? Mm-hmm. So, um, so how did the name Nourish come? Because I love Nourish because it could be used in a variety of ways. Yeah. So my business partner, Kaylee, um, she does all the accounting, marketing, social media, branding, that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, she has an MBA. And then... I am the chef and CEO of operations Okay, and it works really, really well. So I remember when we met, she really liked the name source. And I was like, I just don't think that would fit in Missouri. And then I don't know who thought of it first, but we both, it was almost like it came to us at the same time. And then we just were like, this is the name it's nourish. And then we added on the cafe and market. Cause I was like, I really want to push that. We have a market and our market is growing. And mm-hmm. then our franchise in Sedalia that's opening March 13th. Yeah. Um, their market will be a lot bigger because we just want to offer more specialty items that you can't get in those food desert like places like yeah. Sedalia, you know, yeah. we're trying so hard to get this out there where we'll just have cool brands like that just fit our standards. So our high quality primal kitchen Four stigmatics, um, I mean, Aura, Potley, Live Well Protein, just so many things, you know, organic, natural, biodynamic wine. So she'll be more focused on the market area. But yeah, so that's kind of how we run it. And I like the way, like I I was in there in your shop just a little bit ago and I was just kind of looking around and and the thing that caught me was the the concept sustainable practices. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I think like a long, long time ago, right? When we grew our food, it was sustainable, right? Because we would grow it and we had those abilities to bring in what we wanted and to to have them continue to grow. And we kept doing that. Now with processed food so easily, readily, you know, on the shelves, what do you consider to be a sustainable practice in terms of like food and, and just living life in a different way? Oh, okay. So I think it's every single part of it. So from start, getting it local, Mm -hmm. organic, so important um, to the way you process it using every part, whether it be an animal product or like for the kale, most people don't like kale stems. So we cut the kale leaves for our bowls and salads, and then we juice the kale stems. So there's no waste. Um, And then from there, we compost everything. So all animal products, coffee, eggshells, and um, plant waste Mm -hmm. that helps in two ways, obviously like helping put carbon back in the soil, minerals, regenerating it with that compost, um, which regenerative farming is amazing. That's another way to be sustainable. Um, but we have less waste in our trash bags. So unless we have any of those byproducts in our trash cans, so if we like are using ground beef from Coverdell farm, grass fed, grass Mm finished, one of our local farmers, and we cut the bag and that bag goes in the trash can, we have to throw that trash bag out that day 
for health department reasons. Okay. But if there's no food items in it, like we rarely go through trash bags. We maybe take our trashes out once a week because it's just wow. like paper towels from drying our hands. Yeah. Which are all compostable. All of our parchment paper is compostable and non bleach. Um, and then all of our to go stuff is compostable from the smoothie straws to the to go bowls to the cups, the coffee cups, the sleeves, the drink carriers. We use metal straws instead of plastic in our in-house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, it's, gosh, what else do we do? <laughs> we do we do a lot to be sustainable. Um, there's very, very little waste where we're at. And I'm But I also think your life is sustainable. In order for you to practice those kinds of details in your restaurant, you have to almost be bringing in that energy for sustainable living. Yes. In a variety of ways. Funny you say that. A lot of people don't ask me about this and I do. I'm really proud of this because I am CEO of operations and I've always made it such a point. We'll be open five years in June. Yeah. I'm so proud of. Uh, And we have employees from the day we started to two weeks after we started. I mean, we have people that have never left. Okay. That in and of itself says a lot. Yeah. I just believe so much. And this is the yogi side of me because I teach yoga Mm -hmm. is just like, you know, the philosophy of yoga, like, how do I want to be treated? And so like, if people are late here and there, I'm not going to get on them, but if it becomes a habit, we write them up, you know, and we're very just honest about it. But if people have life things happen, you know, my kitchen manager, she's salary and she had random kidney stones and a kidney infection last Thursday. And so she was off Friday, Saturday. Well, I covered her Sunday and we just paid her for her sick day. Yeah. You know, we paid her, her maternity leave. I worked, it's my time, you know? So So you're giving back. We want to, but also like, I really encourage, like it's sunny out, get outside, get that vitamin D. I asked them, have you been working out lately? What have you been doing? Have you been reading? And even in our employee reviews, we have at the end, three to five goals they have to put and they have to have two nourished ones. The rest can be personal. And the next employee review, we put them at the top and they have to say like, did you accomplish this goal? Did nourish help you accomplish this goal? So it's, it's just being a part of their lifestyle. And that's why yeah. we're only open seven 30 to two 30, because as a mom, I don't want to be just off because when you're a business owner, you're always on yeah. but the calls, like the dishwasher didn't come in, come in. I just got, we were open for dinner and it was just like, this isn't supporting the lifestyle I want to live. Like I want to be with my family. I have to have balance with both, or I'm just going to end up alone with this restaurant. So yeah, everything we do, we think about like, how does this affect our lifestyle? My business partner is so great. And we both are is like, go to yoga. Sometimes we'll go to yoga together at the same class. And then we have our, our like meeting right meeting. after. Yeah. Oh, that's and, so funny. Yeah. And it's so calming. It's just like, okay, well, how are you feeling? And it's just, you know, a restaurant business is stressful. It's yes. like high pressure, but I love it. And uh, yeah, no, it's just mental health is so important. And I tell my staff, some days I'm with you more than my family. So I want to be around people that I want to be around. Right. So we get rid of negative attitudes pretty quickly. I'd rather somebody burn bread five times than just be awful to be around all day long. And right. there's a lot, and I feel bad because in this day and age, there's a lot of really mentally ill people, but it's not their fault. Right. We're set up to fail. Yeah. Uh, with our nutrition, with no systems, yeah. with it being. Yeah, we don't not. have systems to support some of that. No, you can't even get it with your health care. No. Anyway, don't even want to get into That's that. a whole other. We have like 500 <laughs> conversations we could be having in this like one 30 minute period. But the so thing true. of it is that I love is that, again, you're being so intentional. I think that is so critical mm-hmm. to be so intentional about the way you live your life 
the food you bring into your, your body and how you move your body to live the life that you want. I mean, you have like this incredible energy of intention in every aspect. Yeah. And what's, what I love about your story is that's not what you came from, <laughs> right? So that experience led you here. Yeah. And I never, yeah, I, you know, before I was a drug addict growing up, like, you know, got good grades, you know, scholar athlete. I was a really good athlete, um, had everything going for me. And then I had a couple of bad years of things that happened to me, which I won't go into today. And then, uh, well, I mean, I just won't go into, but my parents got divorced. My best friend died in a car accident at 17 my the first weekend of my senior year and we were best friends for my whole childhood played softball together for like 10 11 years 12 wow. years yeah so that was really traumatic for me and then um got kicked off my softball team one of my parents was my coach and then my little sister got pulled up to the softball team that I was supposed to be on and I watched them win the championship oh my gosh that's so hard when you want to be the one to to be in that space. Well, that, and just like to see my family just continue on and I lost all my D1 scholarships. So that's yeah. when I went to drugs. I was just like, screw all this. If I worked so hard and I got everything right and it could all be taken away from me and sports mean more, I'm done with this lifestyle. And so then I went to the worst of the worst. So I was like in the best of the best to the worst of the worst. And so now yeah, my career is growing. My family is great, but you can lose it all so fast. Yeah. And I know that. So it's just, yeah, I am super intentional with everything. That doesn't mean life's easy all the time. You have bad days, but you just right. have to have those moments where you believe in the universe and you go, okay, you have to have bad days because it makes the good days better or else right. everything would feel the same. So yes. it's, just, it's just mentally always checking in. <laughs> so, okay. Do you have moments where you look back on those rough, challenging, you know, stormy moments and almost find yourself blessing them in some way that it got you where you are today. Do you ever think about that? Yeah. I mean, or like, I'm glad it happened or I'm yes. You know what I mean? Like, because you're so intentional now and you're so grateful for everything you have. Do you find yourself doing that? Like looking back yeah. and saying, I'm glad that bad moment sort of happened for me because it led me here. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, if I wasn't, if I didn't, it's like the beauty in breaking. If I didn't break down, I wouldn't have froze up. Yeah. And I feel like that's what's happening in the world right now. So many things are breaking, but it's just going to like grow back new and beautiful and well-built with a better foundation. That's the thing. I just have this great foundation now of like my boundaries, my beliefs, experience that I have, things that I know are true, you know, because I've made a lot of mistakes. It took me Who a lot. Hasn't? I mean, Lord, girl, we and I can talk about our mistakes. Like, <laughs> and that's a whole other topic. We got like 500 topics. Yeah. But the thing of it is, is I think our mistakes or those failures, right? They, they are what strengthen our rising up in oh, some way. Um, they yeah. lead us to our rising moment. Yeah. And they lead us to our risen life because they they just get us there in a whole different way of of looking at life differently. Yeah. Even if it's the same kind of stuff going on, it's not the mundane anymore. It's something that's so much more energized and, and so and exciting. That's like what happened with my cooking. I got clean. I'm just like, and then I obviously learned how food and nutrition like changed my life. And I can go into those details, but now it's like 
I've made so many failures with cooking because I went yeah. gluten, soy, corn, dairy, sugar-free, peanut-free, hydrogenated. Oh my God. Like, okay, honey, what do right? you splurge on? Like, do you ever, if you can't do any of that laundry list, <laughs> how do you splurge? Um, avocado ice cream, Simple Mills cookies, Siete chips. I mean, there's so you Okay, I, I, like, I like that you're giving our, our listeners like these ideas of things that they can go look for because yeah. that's what my daughter and I are doing now. We only have fun going to the store and looking or like getting on YouTube videos or watching TikTok of all places, we get the best, funniest ideas for, okay, let's go try the making this and then it'll fail and flop and it's yeah. terrible. But then we're like, okay, but then we'll be in a store and we'll find something. We'll like, oh, that sounds really good. Let's try that, but let's not take it home and share it with the family until we know it's good. <laughs> and then even when it's good, we hide it because we don't want anyone else to know. <laughs> so I love that you still have moments of splurging because I think that's that's yeah. important to celebrate and life yeah. in that way. It's, you know, for me, boundaries, right? If right. I'm drinking two days a week for a year, that's 104 days a year, right? Right. You know, it's math. That's a lot of days of drinking. <laughs> and when you think about it, you yes. know what I mean? So then I, every Sunday is my cheat day. And that just means what it means that day. I don't have expectations. It could be every meal. It could not be. I obviously don't eat things that inflame me or right. like make me feel bad. Sugar is a really big one for me. I don't eat sugar. I eat maple, honey, or coconut sugar. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that's what 52 days a week or a year I get to cheat and have some fun with food, which right. is again, food doesn't, oh, it's not all work. Like it making food for yourself should be sort of fun. Oh, 100%. And then and eating joyful. should be fun and yeah. joyful. And even cleaning up from this amazing meal you made should be fun and joyful. Right. Like, and it should taste good. Yes. You should like what you're eating. Right. It doesn't have to taste like cardboard or lettuce, as people like to say. But, you know, my kind of cheat, I don't lower the quality of my food, but like I'll get a Simple Mills box of cookies and I'll eat the whole box. <laughs> I just don't stop myself. I'm just like, whatever, these are healthy. I mean, it probably spikes my insulin and stuff, but I'll like help it out the next day with, with whatever my food, you know, some sweet oh potatoes. Oh my God. You are so funny. How did you find yoga? Yoga. So yoga was so great because, uh, I was a military spouse with my first husband at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was a new year's resolution, but I was already going to therapy and therapy really helped me let go of past things that had happened with family and drug and like my shame and guilt from that time. So yeah. a lot of it, Yeah. Uh, but when I found yoga and I like was doing both at the same time, oh my gosh, it was like the best thing ever. Cause yoga makes you so present. It's like your mm -hmm. present moment check-in constantly daily. Like, how do I feel? How does that resonate with my body? Well, how's my vibration with my breath when it's short and I'm anxious and how's my vibration when I'm yeah. calm and meditating and like, you just learn how to listen to your body, which was what I already wanted after I got clean. So it just was like, whoa, like this is so physically like in tune with listening to your body. And then with food, it's just like, listen to your body. I don't know why we're not listening to these vessels that carry our soul. They tell us so much, you know? Well, and the body's filled with so much wisdom, but we don't even give it the time of day. No. I mean, I know on my own journey, I've really been starting to listen to the body more and more and more. And it's just amazing when I, I get that sense, okay, you need to take a break. And I actually just go lay in my bed with nothing on, just lay and, and just let it all go. It's amazing what, what happens. It's like, how did that just solve what I was feeling? Right. And, and just listening to what the wisdom, you know, sometimes eating something food wise that may be healthy 
Like I know I don't process spinach very well in my body. It's a health food, Mm -hmm. but my body doesn't work very well with that. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's a forever, or maybe it's just for a right now. But I love listening and just saying, okay, it can't be what, well, you know, spinach is so good. I should be able to eat it. And then fighting that battle because right. that's fighting a battle with your own body. Right, which I could totally, that should be another podcast. That's another podcast I talk we could do. go into how that works with leaky gut and everything. But um, yeah, and it's so cool. I've been practicing yoga for 10 years. I've been teaching for eight on St. Patrick's Day. That's when I graduated yoga oh, teacher Oh, nice. Yeah, and it's like the coolest thing ever to see my body. I was so sore from like being a drug addict. And then also I was a baker six nights a week. Mm-hmm. So like rolling dough, my shoulders really hurt. They really yeah. caved in. So to watch my body heal from that, but then it would watch my body to watch it break after two pregnancies. And that's how I look at it. It kind of just broke. And that's, I'm yeah. okay with that. Like I learned that's what motherhood is and yeah. labor. Yeah. But I also, you know, had a miscarriage. So to see my body, I had my daughter my body was really broken, sore, and then I slowly got it strong again. And then mm-hmm. I had my miscarriage and that was like only two months before I got pregnant again with my next child. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of just stayed really soft and gentle mm-hmm. with it. And I didn't push it. I just listened to it. And then after Reese, who turns two on Friday, like, I know I'm like the strongest I've been in a really long time. I know mm-hmm. it's just going to go up, but I was okay with that. I was like, I know what motherhood is and my body's not going to be the strongest, but I'm not going to judge it. Just yeah. to get through it. My yoga mat is the same yoga mat I've always had. And to see it watch my body through this journey and me to be okay with it, but to listen where it's at. Like, I remember the first time I got on my yoga mat after both my girls and was like, yep, uh, my ex- expectations are already too high. Mm-hmm. It's time to go real slow. And like I did because I had this beautiful gift from it, my children. Right. But right. Uh, yeah, listening to your body, even when it's breaking and just, but you still move, even if that's yes. laying down and twisting and like, that yin yoga, that restorative yoga until you get to the point where it's mentally and physically, you're ready to go stronger. You know, my goal right now, I'm 34, just turned 34 last week. And I want to do a press up handstand this year. So I'll keep you posted. (laughs) The handstand keeps (laughs) always being the outcome we're all looking for in our yoga practice. It cracks me up. I just can't do the press up. So, oh my gosh. So we can't wait to watch you to see what that goal is like. Oh yeah. Law of attraction. Like how limitless are your thoughts? Well, and then you can go there. And, and the thing of it is, is how limitless is God to bring you whatever is meant for you in your vibration. So if it's meant for you to find that handstand in the way that you want to do it, it will happen. Right. Yes. The stars will align for you to do that. Yeah. So yeah, I think it is like you said, following that inner voice. Not a lot of people ask me about that. So I think that's cool. No, I, I, yeah, I love because I, I feel like that's really what, and, and I know we just were having a conversation before we started about the whole concept of like healing and how it's so out there, but everybody has such a weird feeling about it, right? They just have, they're all over the place. But the idea is that in order to go through a transformation, right? So whatever change is coming into your life, that's, that's beckoning for you to become who you're really meant to be is going to require that you learn to listen to that voice inside of you. Mm-hmm. And learn to trust that body that you have and learn to surrender to this higher power that can guide you through it. I mean, those are just basic, basic needs. Yeah. And I always tell people in my yoga classes, you know, your mind is just a tool in the tool belt of life. You can turn it on and off whenever you want. Like, that's not what's in control. Like your consciousness, which is everything, your vibration, how you're feeling, like 
your breath, that's consciousness. Your brain is there, but you just have to like bring it to the moment and let that so we have tens of thousands of thoughts a day. So totally. To and like we and if we can sink them into our bodies and let them sort of be transmuted in a different way. I think we might find a different way of living. Right. And really exhale those vibrations that don't resonate with you. Like if you think somebody's judging you, like their opinion of you doesn't matter. So exhale that negative vibration that that thought brings you. And who cares what they think of you? You know, you don't like everybody. So don't expect everybody to like you. I love that. Okay. On that, I'm going to ask you our high five questions, how we end our show, because I know we have to. We have to move this along for you. You have so much going on, new store <laughs> and all your great stuff. Um, what inspires you? Um, yeah, a, a little bit of everything. I think now it's my family. Mm-hmm. My story has always inspired me just to keep pushing Absolutely. forward um, and hope for a better humanity. I just don't, I have so much hope that my kids won't be left here when I'm gone in this sick Mm-hmm. depressed, isolated yeah. world. So I, I think those are my three things. That push well, me. I think the more we can live from our own vibrational place, right? The, the, the purest place within ourselves, the better our world's going to shift. So the more that we all can begin living this way, right. the faster the shifts will happen. Right. Yeah. How do you have fun? Well, you said Friday and Saturday nights you go out. Yeah, I mean, I love hanging out with my family. Honestly, I take my kids everywhere. If you want to hang out with us, we usually have my kids, uh, me, my husband, my girls, and then just being around people that just enjoy life. Yeah. They want to laugh. I want to eat really good food that let me cook it all without saying no. It's the only reason I would ever say I wish I lived in Columbia for that reason is to come have you cook for me all the time. Bring the beer and I'll cook. That's that's my favorite. We do that all the time. I just love love that. Yeah. Well, I think again, food is community. Yeah. And I in, in any way, I'm good, health, healthy food. And I love opening people's eyes to that. Like here's a kale salad with marinated kale. And they're like, I've never liked kale until I've had this marinated. Okay. Cashew ricotta. Yes. Okay. It's like the bomb diggity. Okay. I know that's an old lady term, but I'm going to tell you it is the bomb. We just made the other night zucchini lasagna with Yum. cashew ricotta. I have now my husband, my daughter, my brother-in-law, my other son, like, and my one son said, mom, it's kind of better than the regular lasagna because one night we made both because I have kids that are not going to eat zucchini and they made that very clear. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'll make the other kind for you. But it's funny how, when you start to eat stuff, then people are like, well, I want to kind of taste that a little. And, and it's curious. Yeah, They're curious to try these foods that you're over there like, oh my gosh, this is so good. So yeah, cashew ricotta. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I eat that almost daily. In my happy food cookbook. <laughs> totally, which I'm we're gonna get to in one second. Okay, one thing you can't live without. Besides my family? Well, yeah. Okay, yoga. Okay, yoga. Yeah. I was gonna say I knew I knew right off when I asked her, I'm like, she's gonna say her family because it's so much love there. I could feel it. In oh you. yeah, I love my family. They're good I just time. love that. Team Dean against the world. That's what I always tell them. Oh, that's so <laughs> sweet. Okay, what does being free mean to you? Ooh, uh, how should I answer that? Um, body autonomy is a really big one for me mm-hmm. um, because the choices I make are definitely against the majority just with food alone. Yeah. Um, yeah, just having that freedom. And, you know, I have a woman-owned, woman-ran business. Um, I have a kitchen manager that we gave maternity leave to. I have three daughters, so... 
just having the freedom to assess our own risks, whether it be a business, a relationship, a career choice. Wow, that's so important. And I think that goes back to when you talk about sustainable living is what are we giving our children? What are we doing now that allow our children to have a different life when we're gone? And Mm -hmm. and I, I have a daughter too. So, I mean, those things are important. I did not have good I mean, I'm still working on it at, at the age that I am. I'm still working on the whole body image because I didn't develop good stuff when I was younger. Right. I came from all the negative, toxic, abusive kinds of, you know, body image imagery in that way. So I want something better for my daughter and for all women in that way, right. in terms of our body, but it also in terms of our choices Oh yeah, and being able to speak freely and being able to be who we are, being in that truth and trusting the universe that we're now going to rise up in that way and have a place. Right. And can you imagine if everyone's gut was healed and they all were allowed to go to therapy whenever they wanted, the people walking around would be so happy and mm-hmm. so nice to you. And, all, oh, yeah. and girls, especially women, like to be vulnerable. We never get to be vulnerable. We're always so scared of judgment and shame and guilt yeah. and all these things. And like, I just want my girls to be vulnerable and like have strength to that and like own it. And I'm so vulnerable with who I am. And I just don't care what you think about me. Like, yeah. cause I know I'm stronger than most people out there. And I'm not saying that to toot my own horn or my ego, but that's why I'm so vulnerable. Cause I'm just like, well, you don't see the healing I do. You don't know what I do with people and how much I, how much love and healing and gratitude I see daily. Yeah, this like energy we've created with Nourish. So um, yeah, I, I'm really vulnerable that I am different and weird and I have my own ways of thinking that are not mainstream, but I just don't care. But I kind of think there's me. a little bit of a fun to it. Yeah. I think there's just a little bit of fun to that. Yeah. <laughs> To be a little, okay, I'm going to say the word edgy, but it's not edgy in in the typical way people think about it. It's edgy in terms of, yeah, uh-huh, I know. Yeah. Like, I know what I'm doing. I know who I'm, I am. I know where I've been and I know where I'm going. I'm good with it. Right. And you can't take my experiences away from me ever. Yeah. That's my truth. Because so. that's your story. Right. That's really your love story. Yeah. Is whatever happened to you that led you where you are today and where you're going, that's your love story. And we all have one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. Okay, so what are you grateful for? I could probably answer this for you, but yeah. I'll let you say it again. <laughs> um, I'm grateful for uh, everything in life, you know? I love it. Good days, bad days, my family, uh, things I own, things I don't own, things that are coming to me. I mean, how boring would it be if we came out of the womb doing handstands? then we all wouldn't care about doing handstands. Right. It wouldn't be so fun if we all could right. just do them right about it's it's right. the work. I mean, I think we've always said it's the outcome, but I think what we're realizing in this huge shift is it's really the work that's so exciting. Right. To see where you can go. Yeah. I'm just I'm so grateful. I just I sit down and I go this might be the best day of my life and might be the worst, but I love it. You know, you just, yeah, I'm just grateful for life and I'm grateful that we are free and that there is this energy and the law of attraction and that there's so much healing going on. Absolutely. It's all good stuff. Oh my gosh, Kimber, I'm so excited we can make this work today. Me too. Okay. Nourish is in Columbia, Missouri, and you're opening up in Sedalia, Missouri. Mm -hmm. Where can people get your cookbooks? Can they get them on online somewhere? Yeah. So chefkimberdean.com, Amazon, all major book retailers, um, and then both nourishes, some fleet feeds, Sumatat yoga, family 
medical here in Columbia. I probably said that wrong. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Other places. <laughs> so we'll have all of Kimber's information on the show notes. So make sure you take a, take a look at that and ways that you can get in touch with her and follow her both on her Instagram page and your cook, your cooking show. Yeah. And that's on plant-based network and on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. So make sure you follow her. Her recipes are so simple. They're sweet and they're so easy to take, take a look at. And they're so yummy. I'm so glad you like them. That makes me feel so good. Sometimes I'm like, are people going to like cashew cheese? <laughs> no, I go, okay. For instance, I totally love that too. That would be a whole other conversation about cashews <laughs> and the, my love of them. Um, okay. Thank you so much. Yeah, this was so you. amazing. This I'm so fun. glad we could have it. Thank you listeners for listening to Living the Liminal today. Remember, you are both student and teacher of every life experience. So see today, take what you need from today's episode and by all means, share what you learn. I love you. Peace out, my friends. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have any questions, we provide for you the show notes. You can email me at christy at christypeck.com or if you are listening on the cool feature on the Anchor app, you can leave a voice comment or a voice question, and we'll be collecting those and using them on future shows. How fun would that be? You know, recently, a good friend of mine gave me this quote and a gift over the Christmas holidays, and it really has resonated with me, and I want it to be a part of our, our great presence of the year 2021. Be bold enough to use your voice, brave enough to listen to your heart, and strong enough to live the life you've always imagined. Whatever you've taken from today's episode, share it with someone else. Share the learning that you're acquiring every single day by being more aware in your life, by being awakened in your life, by being brave enough in your life, by being bold enough in your life, and by being strong enough in your life because you really, really are. May you have a joyful week, remember who you are, and live the liminal. I love you, peace out my friends.